Welcome to the latest episode of What Now? Thank you for joining us today, as your hosts Jonathan Barker, Jonathan Bass, and Jake Easter have another conversation for life. Hello, and thank you for listening to another... I'm glad I ain't the only one that does that. He did that a couple weeks ago. Take two. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode. Are you going to take that? You won't take no, that. No, it's out, funny, right? man. Take three. It's funny. Hello and welcome to another episode of What Now Conversations for Life. I'm your host, Jonathan Bass, along with Jonathan Barker and Jake Easter today. Howdy. <laughs> well, you sound thank different. You for, <laughs> thank you for listening today. And, um, man, we sure appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. Heard a man say this one time, life is made up of time. And when someone gives you a little bit of time, they give you a little piece of their life. So thank you for giving us a piece of your life today. Yep, that's profound right we there. We appreciate it. You got your mic straight. I'm trying. I, I am I am bad OCD. I can't help it. I if get people could just see the wires laying on this desk. Yeah, yeah it's I don't it's, know why in the world you're trying to straighten a mic up. I, it, it's rough. I don't like it being cattywampus. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Being <laughs> what? Cattywampus. It was crooked. <laughs> You ain't never heard no. that word? <laughs> no, I've never heard that word. I've heard that a time or two. You heard that a time or two? Yeah. Okay. I think yeah. my grandfather used that word. Yeah, it's an old word. Have you ever went to church <laughs> and while you was at church, there was these older people that tried to whisper, yes, but it's like this right here. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Man. What's I, the point? I know they don't listen to this, so nobody will know unless they tell them because they don't know how to get podcasts up. <laughs> Tuesday night, which we're recording on a Thursday. I think this is a Thursday. It is. Yeah, it's Thursday. Yeah. This past Tuesday night, me and Madeline and Olivia went to church with Mama and Daddy. They was those two people. Man, I got <laughs> so embarrassed two or three times. That's funny. The preacher would be saying something, and Daddy would be like, what did he say? <laughs> Mom would be like, he said over in Job chapter one, daddy's where he's at. <laughs> and mama had her hearing aids in, but they was both, it was so funny, man. I got so tickled but embarrassed at the same time. And I thought, I remember a day when daddy used to talk about people in church. Doing, doing that. that. Now he's doing yeah. it. <laughs> he preached last night here at the church. Did any of y'all see any of that? I haven't watched it yet. I saw man. it come up on my feed. but He preached on that bond slave. Mm-hmm. Over there in Ex- I think it was Exodus, Exodus. Yeah. yeah, in Exodus And he preached on marriage out of that mm. Really? Where he said, I love my master, my wife, and my children What mm. about that? Man, I'm telling you You need to go listen to I it, it go was back good. And listen to I'll that. be it listening good. to it here in the next day or two Yeah, yeah. it was good It was good So, well, how's things going at your church, Brother Jake? Going good The Lord's blessing us The last several weeks uh, We've had some... Uh, New families come in or been a part of the church in in time past and uh, new as far as uh, in the duration of the time that I've been there. So we're excited to see some of them, some of the younger families and, and young people. So Lord's already given us some visitors. That's awesome. So we thank Amen. the Lord for that. But most of all, we thank Him for His presence. We've had some uh, good services. Lord's give us liberty to preach and uh, just everybody uh, just seems to be excited about what the Lord's doing. So uh, we're coming up uh, first Sunday in March. We're going to be starting 
starting a uh, Sunday school class for ages 20 to 50. And uh, so we're going to be starting that awesome. first Sunday in March. And then with the church, they went uh, for a little over a year with an interim pastor and uh, didn't have Sunday night services. And so now we're second Sunday in March. We're going to be going with a full, full line of Sunday night services. You had to get past and, the Super Bowl, um, didn't you? So, yeah. <laughs> no, it had nothing to do with that. And, uh, but anyway, uh, no, I, I don't even watch football. That's an awful um, strange but, coincidence. But the second so. Sunday in March, we're, uh, it actually... Uh, the majority of our congregation uh, is going to be somewhere around 65 plus, mm-hmm. and uh, we actually the time changed daylight a little bit longer, and um, so that was I one, understand one, of the, one of the decision factors. And of course, coming yep. in the month of January uh, it gives us a little time to get acquainted with each other before the new pastor just goes to changing everything. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, second it. Sunday in March we'll be starting at five o'clock every Sunday night, so we're excited hey, about that. Good nursery, deal. we're getting our full full time nursery. Uh, set up for Sunday morning services. So a lot going on, and uh, we thank the Lord for what He's doing. If you're near awesome. Union Grove, come see us. We're That's right. This church. How about y'all, Brother John? That's awesome. We're hammering right along. Uh, Lord's been um, He is He has been good to us this had year. Had a few saved here. We've like had some saved, and uh, the church is growing. And uh, the, I mean, I just told them um, told them the other night. I said we need to keep praying over the church. We need to keep praying for. Uh, the unity here. We need to keep praying for protection and uh, need to pray that God will keep working because um, we've started 2023 strong and That's I want it to stay that way. That's and, good. Um, I just um, I stand back and thank the Lord for it. Awesome. Uh, yes. That yes, is yes. good. That is good. We're doing good here trying to get this building finished up. And as of right now, we're on our projected date of being in at Easter Sunday. You know, but Jake's grandpa started our church here, and I found this out. I was talking to Judy Nations. Um, you remember who I'm talking I about, do, don't you? Yeah. I was talking to Judy Nations the other day, and she said the first Sunday in this building here that we're in now was an Easter Sunday. That's amazing. Yeah, so, you know, and I know that don't, it's right. just the time, but yeah. I thought it would be neat you know, to fall in on an Easter Sunday, too. So I'm excited about it. Looking forward to it. Well, let's talk about preachers today. (laughs) We're good at that, aren't we? (laughs) Yeah, who better to talk about preachers than preachers? There you go. Let's talk about preachers today. Uh, Jonathan had somebody write in, correct, and wanting to know about the qualifications of a preacher and a missionary. That's right. um, So let's let's. Let's think about it a little bit today and talk about it a little bit. What is the qualifications of a preacher? And I think what we got to do is just go straight to the Bible. Absolutely. No word better. And let me just read you a few verses here out of this redback scholar, Canterbury King James. (laughs) Some people won't listen because it ain't a blackback Schofield. Come on now. (laughs) I thought I I had one laying in here and I moved it. Anyway, here we go. First Timothy chapter one verse number three, <laughs> boy that is right backwards. First Timothy chapter three <laughs> verse number one says this: This is a true saying. If a man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. Mm-hmm. Boy, it is a good work. It you is, know, yes, it sir. Really is. It goes yeah. on to say, a bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach. goes on to say in verse number three, not given to wine, no striker, not greedy or of filthy lucre, 
but patience, not a brawler, not covetous, one that ruleth the well his house. Boy, that one's left out mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Having his children in subjection with all gravity, for if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? Not mm-hmm. a novice, lest being lifted up with pride, he fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must have a good report of them which are without. What about that? Lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. Now, we know there's no way we're going to do this in one podcast right. if we really yeah, look at it in depth. And I think, I think the right thing to do, Brother Jonathan, I know Brother Jonathan, he's got everything pulled up over there. I think the right thing to do is just go through these words. Yeah. yeah. A bishop. Sure. Then must be blaming. So what is the bishop? I don't have it pulled up yet. <laughs> He's a shepherd. He's a I'm shepherd. just picking. He's a under, shepherd. Under shepherd. Under shepherd. The under yeah. shepherd, I would That's say. right. Um, yes, he is the, you know, God is the head. You can and, tell uh, we don't script this podcast. No, we don't script it well, at all. We don't because. My, I, keep, I keep clicking on the word. I'm trying to find Strong's on here, and it keeps bringing me to my fact book about the elders at Thessalonica. To your fact and I'm book. Like, I don't need that. That's not what I want. My oh, fact. Fact book. book. I thought you yeah. said your fact Lo- book. Logos is not working for me today. But anyways, um, no, we know that God is the head of the church. He is the shepherd of the church, and right. he has ordained under shepherds to be the leaders, which is the pastor. And uh, so. Uh, that um, bishop is that, that under bishop. shepherd. That's under right. Shepherd. Absolutely. Yep. And it is a good work. Um, if a man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. And uh, it is good. There's nothing like it. It's not to say that it's not challenging, but it is a good work to be desired, as the Bible says. Daddy um, said <clears throat> that if you was a preacher mm-hmm. and you had the opportunity to go be the president of the United States. I could probably yep. be the president better than one we got, but if you had the opportunity <laughs> to be the president of the United States of America, but you had to quit preaching, you yep. would take a step down Absolutely. to go That's to right. the president. It's I, a good I work. was thinking of that same statement because uh, nearly 15 years ago now, I sat across the table from uh, from Brother Barker and, and Brother Alan Barker and Brother Jimmy Millsaps. He made that same statement to me. Yep. He said, you'd have to take a step down um, if you were to become the president because it is a good work. And, uh, you know, the bishop aspect of that, going back to that under-shepherd, um, you know, Paul, when uh, challenging the elders at Ephesus, he said, we're to feed the flock of God, mm-hmm. and uh, which God hath purchased with his own blood. And um, so there is that there is that role of shepherd and, and flock when you look at the position of a pastor and uh, his care, his, his uh, oversight when it comes to the church. Uh, I love what Brother Jimmy Millsaps um, has said many, many times, the administrator is the Holy Spirit. You know, some, some pastors get caught up sometimes in, in the administrative uh, aspects of the church. But right. um, he said the Holy Spirit's the administrator. Of course, God, Christ is the head. And the pastor, he's just got to find the direction that God That's right. uh, wants wants to go through the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And uh, but it is a good work, and um, we thank God for I thank God for uh, the pastors in my life that God's sure. given me sure. and the Amen. influence they've had in my life. That's you know right. the and 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 this will detour for just a second, but we'll get her back on the rails here in just a minute. The 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 man of God is probably one of the most talked about people. In yeah. society today, mm-hmm. and um, from some people, the most hated person. Um, 
you know what, and 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 if we're not careful, we'll become the most bitter person. Yeah. Because we stand with people in their lowest moments, man. You know, we get out of the bed. I've left family vacations and come home. Yeah. To be with with the people in our church. And, you know, some people says, bless God, I ain't leaving. You know, some people, bless God, I ain't leaving to come back for nobody. But that's a difference in a position and a passion. Right. There's a big difference there, you know. And I love my people. You know, I know that God feeds me, that God puts food on my table, that God puts clothes on my back, that God puts gas in my bed. I understand it's God. But God has chose to use his people as the vessel to do that. You know, the vehicle I drive, my church bought. Yeah. The uh, um, the the gas that I just filled up a while ago, right? Um, you know, I just signed a ticket on it. Yeah. Um, the the clothes that I wear, ninety nine percent of the suits, shirts, and ties that I wear to church, the the people of God bought for me. Yeah. And really, if you want to look at it, technically a hundred percent of it because I'm full time at the church. Right. So even if I did buy some of it with my money. The church paid me right. my salary, if you want to look at it that way. So as preachers, it's a good work. It's a challenging work sometimes. It's easy to get bitter in the work, but we got to remember we're doing it because we have a passion for he who called us. Absolutely. So it's a good work. And then he goes on to say this. Bishop then must be, you got your computer working? I got it. He's ready now. That's the only reason we heard nothing out of him. Yeah, he's he's over, here. over here working. He's over here <laughs> in IT up. mode. That's it. Um, but then he goes to say he's got to be blameless. blameless. Yeah. What is it. that, big blameless. JB? Um, you've got, um, let's see, to take the ones out to receive, to collect. Is it also? Okay. Um, so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? I'm trying. I got you too in much stuff. Mode. He, uh, he's, he's trying, he's trying to get that between his head headphones straightened out. And that voice he's here. Blameless. Yeah, that's it. Um, so uh, blameless, unrebukable. I mean, kind of means what it. He he's a man of no blame. Can you blame? You know, and and when you when you think about that, you know, we get blamed for a lot of things. That's but what, what I was fixing what is, to say. Is, so it it definitely doesn't talk about you know just being blameless as in a blanket statement. It's talking about the truth, though. You know, some people we get walk blamed. circumspectly, right? Yeah. There I you think go. it ties yep. in. Verse seven says, "Moreover, he must have a good yep. report of them that uh, which are without." without. Yep. Um, you know, and one of the things I remember my grandfather saying this forever before God ever called me to preach. Lord called him home, uh, and then two years later, I surrendered to preach. But he brought in all aspects when it talks about being blameless. You know, a pastor he needs to pay his bills. Mm-hmm. You I know, when, it, when it comes to being unrebukable, you know, you, you've yep. got. Um, you know, I don't know of anybody personally, but I know that if if a man owe somebody um you know that's not that's not going to be good if you're you're not taking care of your debts and uh and you are to have a good reputation among those uh, that you serve mm-hmm. uh even among the community even if they don't come to your church uh, i think that's part of that blameless blamelessness yeah you you think about it um it doesn't mean that he's going to be a perfect man. That's right. Because there are no perfect men. Right. Um, but, it, you know, if it did, there'd be an awful shortage of preachers in That's the world, right. you know. Yeah. Um, but it, it means exactly, you know, his character is above reproach. He's yeah. got a good reputation, as J, Brother Jake already said. Um, now, 
as I already alluded to, it's not that he won't be criticized. He won't be above criticism. That's but right. There'll be no just cause for it. That's right. And that's that's the difference. You know, Jesus told us, marvel not uh, if the world hate you. Right. <laughs> you know, and so we're going to have criticism, but um, it's not going to stick. And I think it shouldn't. to, to um, um, echo here, uh, and I'm not going to rush through these things, even if this takes five podcasts. Right. Sure. You know, I think it's a serious thing. It's it? very serious. You know. I think to allude back to something Brother Jake just said, or circle back up on it about paying bills, you know, especially, um, well, I mean, it's more than just a young, younger preacher. Um, you know, I'm, I'm almost 45 now, and I feel that I'm pretty much out of that blanket statement of young preachers anymore. You know, I've pastored yeah. 16 years. Right. But in the beginning of marriage and early ministry and in, 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 in coming out of, college and things, I think sometimes um, younger preachers will find themselves in a financial strain quicker than an older preacher will. Mm. And bad choices will put you in in a financial mess. Mm -hmm. I think it becomes sin when you choose not to pay it and, and you do not, you do not. I'm trying to think of the way I want to say it. you don't make no effort to approach the bank and say, hey, look, I'm in a mess right now. Can you show me some grace? Yeah. I Look, I want to make this right. right. I, I, I do. However, here's where I'm at right now. Yeah. And um, so I think that that blameless and, 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 you know, like you said, taking it back there to verse number seven, he must have a good report of them, which are without man. It, yeah. it he needs to pay his well, bills. And, and that's, right. just, that's a big thing. It, it is, is not just the, not just the bills because that's your credibility and and your uh, accountability. Mm-hmm. But you know, I was thinking, standing in line at the grocery store. You know, I, I was just reading a book just uh, the other day, and it was talking about how as a pastor, um, you know, although a person may not go to your church, the community that you serve in, you are a pastor. That's right. Uh, and in some communities, if you're a missionary, you may be the only pastor. Uh, right. And, you know, there's times that I've, I've you know, uh, whether it's driving down the road or standing in line at the at the grocery store and you think things should be moving at a different pace than they are, um, you've already but had— Scott! You've already had, um, you know, a hospital visit that morning, and you've got things to do that afternoon. Um, Your attitude um, is reflecting upon you at all times. And um, but but that blameless, you know, being being above above reproach. And there'll be times that we do fly off the handle. But how we deal with those going back? Yeah. Not long ago, boy, I just got plumb in the flesh. And it had nothing to do with the church. It was it was a, a you know a personal business transaction, and, and a, a pretty large transaction. And um, this guy just smarted off, and and I, I'm gonna tell you, I, it was a, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Um, instead of drinking coffee that morning, a cup of coffee, I drank a cup of bad attitude. And, you know, I was just, I was, it was just, we have those days. We're just like anybody else where we yeah. just, we just soon punch somebody's look at them. Yeah. I mean, let's just be real about yeah. it. Yep. And the guy smarted off to me and boy, it just didn't go well. Yeah. And I smarted back off. I turned around, walked off, got in the car and left. But before too many days went by, yeah, I was back talking to that individual. Yeah. And sure. at that moment, was I blameless? No, 
but I tried to make that right. Yeah. And we shook hands and made it right with each other. He right. wasn't blameless yeah. either. I promise right. you that. And I, I think we can but go back. Yeah. I think you, you make it right. It's yeah. important that the preacher, you know, if he walks in the country store, because we, all three of us pastor in the country, if I walk in Oak Grove Market yeah. and it's a laughing joke, well, he don't pay his bills, he don't do right. this, right. he don't do yeah. that, boy, something's wrong. That's yeah. right. So I think something's we can wrong. take the blameless, the definition, and I think we can go back and, and just put one word, character. Your Absolutely. Character, how you can do Blanket yourself. statement of character. Blank, blanket statement of character. That's what right. saith thee, Bass? I like it. That's, the, that's true. I like um, in, in Strong's here, I, this was interesting a while ago. I didn't think much about it, but it says not arrested. Not <laughs> arrested. That's fine. And, and, and I think, I think, it, I think, it, I think it, it kind of goes with that. I mean, he, he's a good man. He, he's That's good right. in the community. Yeah. People, he has a good name. He's and, respected. And he's respected. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and when when you do mess up because we're not perfect, you make it right. Yeah. You know, and and you don't leave things to the. You know, I mean, I, I've known I've known people growing up. They weren't responsible. They they didn't pay their bills. They had a bad reputation. You know, there's there's preachers all around that have horrible reputations yeah. in the community because they they've swindled people they've um i mean that's right argued, just, argued over property argue, lines yeah it's, I, I mean i just just throwing I'm, it out there yeah, yeah. um i mean <laughs> <laughs> that caught me off guard. Funny, yeah. argued and i was like voicing's gonna be good over property lines <laughs> but uh but that's but, true yeah, it is. there's a it lot is. out there i mean you it doesn't take you long at all to hear about certain people in the community that that are preachers and and uh, you know i know y'all as as pastors have heard this one too you don't want to see them coming yeah, you know, you better watch out. If that person you know comes to your church, every church he's ever been a part of is split. Yeah, you know, that's not that's sad. that. That's sad, yeah. and that is a disqualification of the ministry. Yeah. Uh, you, sir, are not a qualified preacher, right? If that's your reputation, and, you know. And I want to say this to you. He, maybe we should have said this right in the very beginning, but. He may still be called, right, but right. not qualified, because mm. his call is without repentance. Right. Well, that's true. Yes, the call sir. of God is without repentance. Right. I could go out and and which we're fixing to go into the next part: the husband of one wife. I could I could leave my wife today, and the call of God, that call on my life is still there. However. I have just disqualified right. myself from it. So that preacher could still be a called preacher, but because he is not blameless, then he disqualifies himself right. from doing what he's doing. Does that make sense? Right. Yep. Right. Yeah, because um, you can mess up. You mess up a whole lot of what God has in sure. store for you. You know, God has a plan for our life, and through our sin, and through our own choices, and through our own uh, mistakes, we can alter that. We can mess that up. And and you know, God always uses things, and He, um, you know, in His providence. But at the same time, you know, um, when you disqualify yourself for ministry, that's just that's exactly what yeah. it is. You are now disqualified. And it doesn't mean that God's never going to use you. It doesn't mean that God's um, done with you, so to speak. Um, but 
you do need to make things right. That's right. And you need to pick up and go on. And we have an adversary. Um, yes. That, That's right. That, yes. that first one, that, that subject yep. of blamelessness, our, mm-hmm. our character, um, yep. he would love nothing more. Just something, something so simple mm-hmm. um, that could have been fixed yep. to allow that to destroy your effectiveness in the ministry. That's right. And that, that's why so many pastors have, have a set of rules they go by. That's right. You know? Yep. Um, I think of uh, like the Billy Graham rule. I, I always called it the Billy Graham rule because apparently he was pretty adamant about it. But, you know, that's, that's why you don't put yourself in certain situations. Billy Graham rule for people that don't know what it was, was he wouldn't counsel a woman without his wife in the room yep, with him. Right. You know, um, not only, you know, in the day that we live, they, they want to look at that and say, well, what kind of pig is that? You know, but that's... Um, that's just smart because, and it's not just for, you know, it's not just sexual. It's, right. I mean, what if, it's just never a good idea to counsel people by yourself. That's it right. doesn't matter because then it's he said, she said. Yeah. You always need a witness. That's Bible. Yep. Yeah. And um, so I guess it was uh, it was the Bible rule before it was the Billy Graham rule. That's but, right. um, but, you know, that's why you do certain things like that because the devil the devil is our adversary. He is trying to trip us up. He is trying to, to snare us, you know, and, 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 uh, it's much too important to, yeah. to have these little, you know, little foxes that destroy the vine, That's you right. know, That's right. and, uh, we've got to safeguard all of that. And so, um, but yeah, yeah, that's, um, it's, it's going to be an interesting discussion. Yeah. So he's blameless. His <laughs> character is right. Yep. right. Number two, the Bible says the husband of one wife. Mm-hmm. Now, we're 25 minutes and 24 seconds into this. There's we no way in the in next five minutes, minutes that we're going to cover this. But right. this is one today, boys, that yeah. we are stretching. Let me back up and rephrase it. We're not stretching the lines. We're erasing yeah. mm-hmm. the lines on this. Yeah. The Bible, me, I, Brother Milton Taylor, mm-hmm. he would say the Bible means what it says. And says what, what it means. means. Yeah, it says the husband of one wife, not one wife at a time. It says the husband of one wife. Yeah, yeah. That's not debatable. No. That's what the Bible says. No. Now, here's one thing, and 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 we'll just throw this out there and then jump in it next week. That so many people want to bring up that you can put your wife away. Because of adultery. Is that not what it says? You've got adultery. It's got to be a sexual. In the Bible, when you look at New Testament, it's still not. You can't. Well, let me ask you this. It's still not preferred. Let me ask you this. Adultery. Well, let me back up. It don't say adultery. It says fornication. Fornication. Yeah. Matthew, Matthew chapter 19, verse 9. There yeah, give us that verse. And I say unto you, whosoever shall put away his wife, except it be for fornication, and shall marry another, committeth adultery. Yeah. And whoso marrieth her which is put away, doth commit adultery. Okay. So they say if your spouse has committed fornication, that you can put them away. And it's okay that, for instance, if Nicole, I'm going to use you instead of my family. Go ahead. If Nicole <laughs> committed fornication, which you're married, it would be adultery. It'd be adultery. Mm-hmm. That it would be okay to put her away. But the Bible talks about you put them away for fornication. Fornication is a premarital act. It is. Yeah, it is. But at the same time, um, 
that there's also that that word is also translated as a word that means just sexual immorality too. Okay. So in certain passages that it's just used as kind of a blanket, any kind of sexual immorality is is translated as fornication. Okay. But um, I just this is just me. I I believe God's I, I believe God's number one thing there is forgiveness. It may not always work out that way. I'm just saying, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, you know, just even in that situation, the first option shouldn't be divorce. That's right. I think reconciliation. Um, So would you um, say... And and that's definitely got to be harder to practice than, you know, harder to do than to say, but... So would you um, say that if a pastor's wife cheated on him... Mm-hmm. He could put her away and continue to pastor and preach. <laughs> no, um, but it depends on how you look at the word fornication, right. too. So that's where the line gets crossed. You know, um, no, as I've already said, I believe that the the preferred thing to do is is to practice forgiveness sure. and and try to reconcile sometimes that doesn't happen um i don't think i don't think god's number one option is for us to put away our wife i believe that's right. you know if she leaves then that's her that's not me but um i don't i don't um you know thinking about that word fornication it, it's all in a word study so i'm not sh- you know i um I think that it says that, but we've often translated that and studied it as any kind of sexual immorality. Right. So um, I, I think know. we go back and pick up again in the qualifications. For if a man know not how to rule his own house, mm. how shall he take care of the church of God? And obviously, if if that is if that is happening, he's not ruling. You're his not own ruling house, your house. So well. it, it overlaps the. Yeah. Well, and I think something that needs to be made clear from Matthew chapter number 19, um, it's it's the scribes and Pharisees. Pharisees actually the one that got Jesus on the subject of of marriage and divorce. And um, it's interesting that our Savior, he answered and said unto them, Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? And said, For this cause shall man leave father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. Wherefore, they are no more twain, but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let no man put asunder. The original plan of God, and it's still God's plan today, is that a man and woman, male and female, come together, and, uh, and that relationship um, is till death do them part. Um, of course, he goes on in that scripture to talk about Moses, because the hardness of their heart suffered them to put away their wives. But from the beginning... It was not so. It seems like the Savior reiterates, although that verse in verse number 9 is given in terms of except it be for fornication, um, the original plan of God, still God's plan, is that uh, marriage is is until death do us part. And the husband of one wife is exactly what God said. What God intended for us. God Mm -hmm. intended for us. Um, Yeah, that's why I said it's not. It's not. It should not be the first option. It should not be the first choice. And when you when you do a Greek study on that word fornication in, in Matthew nineteen nine, it is porneo. So it's talking about sexual immorality. It's not speaking of one in particular. You know, um, it references sexual immorality. So um, you know to answer it 
yes, but, but, (laughs) and, and then like you said, um, you go on down to the next qualification and if this is, you know, that's what's happening. But, um, so I, that's why it's been such a debate through the years. That's why it's such a controversial topic. I think that, um, this is just me. I think we, if we're not careful, we justify. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. When he makes uh, a bold statement, yeah. husband of one wife, mm-hmm. yeah. and the truth of the matter is this, if you've been divorced and remarried for any cause, you're no longer the husband of one wife. Right. That's right. Does that make sense, what it I'm does. saying? Yeah. yeah. And sometimes, don't don't take this wrong way. It's going to sound, hear me out. Sometimes we can study too much. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is we can keep on and keep on and keep on and keep on and keep on. Yeah. Till we make it what we want to make it. Yeah. When he makes a direct statement, yeah, the best thing to do in that direct statement is heed to that direct statement and apply that into our lives. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And Don Fellow said this years ago, when in doubt, play safe. Absolutely. Sure. If you're not settled on it, I said that last time, stay away from it. Sure. So I think, it, I, I really think, and, and we can pick up and talk a little bit more about this on the next one if we need to, but... My personal conviction is this, husband of one wife. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I have a personal conviction that I will not preach for a preacher that's double married mm-hmm. if I know it. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to look at it. We're going to talk about this a little bit more because if that individual has a spouse that is dead, they fulfilled their vow to God. Right. Right. And that vow was until death do us part. Josh Jenkins out of our church has been married twice. Mm-hmm. His first wife is dead. Yeah. And he fulfilled that vow. He was faithful to her until death. I was standing at the, beside the hospital bed in their living room on Welch Road. He was faithful with her till death. Yeah. And as soon as she died, he just didn't run out and get married again. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He was yeah. faithful to her. He fulfilled that vow. She's dead and gone. Mm-hmm. Now he has married another lady. Yeah. I don't con- consider him double married. No. Because he fulfilled his vow. No, so, hey, can, look, we're going to pick God's back up. That, so. yeah, yeah, we're going to pick back up. And, um, man, I love these conversations. Yeah. I do. Oh, I yeah. think they're great. They, they are. Iron sharpeneth iron. And, and needed. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And we're going to look next week again. We're going to pick back up on this husband of one wife, sober and of good behavior, given to hospitality. What about that? That's right. Happy to teach. You're listening to What Now? Conversations for Life.